Hey, welcome to episode 20 of Game Guys Ad Night. Um, what happened to Ghouls and Gamers? We did that for like a few episodes. It got, I think we were just way ahead of the curve, the bell curve of spookiness in relation to it being like, that was Hot Vampire Summer. So yeah, I guess the Ghouls and Gamers, we tried to give them a shout out. Yeah, we came in kind of hot with that energy like several months too early but now we're recording on all hollows eve at night mischief night actually right tonight yeah is that still a holiday yeah yeah the day before halloween have you gotten into any mischief tonight yeah i, I toilet papered my own house to try and rally the neighbors to my cause mm, kind of like a false flag operation yeah, and they can see that there's someone in a, a chicken outfit, which is is me, mm-hmm. TPing my house on my ring doorbell. You can't see my face in it, but clearly somebody did a crime, and I need everyone to help me find out who did it. Okay, so bit of a prank you pulled. It's it's one of the tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have a, a. Ooh, I do have a treat. Yeah, hit oh, me with it. Well, actually, I just hit it. I think this actually proves your peaking audio thing. So I opened a, a cold one directly into the mic. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, okay. So there's like a limit that probably keeps us from blowing each other's eardrums out. Yeah, definitely. Huh. Thank Ruins you my fun. But yeah, it's a, it's a late night session. So now I've got a, a, a cold one here. It's a, it's a spooky beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of like different energies we're mixing today and i wonder if it'll come out in the recording like so it's 8 p.m it's mischief night um i just ate like a huge plate of pasta i don't know how that will translate was that your bit of was that your mischief was that (laughs) is that the joke no i mean you know my neighbor uh mr um kazuma oh (laughs) mr yeah mr yeah (laughs) i'm sorry your pro your um discord profile picture is curious and that was the only thing that could help me in this instance i know yeah, I, I try um, and leave some straws out there for you i uh, kid, i kidnapped him and the and that's your mischief mischief yeah i wonder what the limit is for mischief night is the goal to not do a crime but to still upset people yeah no it's not the purge right it's I mean, there's nobody saying it's not, not the purge. Hmm. Well, I, I actually was wondering about this. So, uh, well, when's the last time you've been trick or treating? Actually, it's been a minute. It's been a long minute. Why? (laughs) I, well, I feel like maybe 15 for me, but so saying like trick or treat, does anyone ever do the, the trick and like, what, what is a trick? Well, what can you do on. in that moment? So now that, but we're on the other side of it now, right? Oh yeah, I guess we are the candy givers, deliverers, or the tr- or the trick receivers. So you live in a neighborhood now. If any kids tomorrow pull up and they're like, "Yo, trick or treat," say trick, <laughs> and I'll just nail a kick. Oh wait, so they have to do the trick to me right yeah yeah okay (laughs) that's when they presumably start doing like backflips or 
uh, Fortnite okay. dances. I yeah. had it in my head that I should maybe show them a trick. No, <laughs> I don't. Please don't do that. Like, I'm gonna try and nail a kick flip for every single trick or treater. <laughs> I can't even do an ollie anymore. <laughs> oh man. Uh, goodness oh, i do so i think it's like missouri possible missouri yeah they have trick and treat according to me trying to google this this question where the kids have to like present a riddle and if it's good enough the person is allowed to give them candy so they have to like really? do a trick to get the treat that doesn't sound fun it's really hard that's in Missouri? Just, yeah, St. Louis, Missouri. I would just like go to like Tennessee for trick-or-treating. I would just I know, leave I'd the leave, state lines I'd leave the state. Or if I was yeah. giving out candy, I would stop them immediately. Like, yeah. Please, you're, you're fine. Take yeah. one. <laughs> no. Smarties. How do we get off of the candy talk? Let's see. <laughs> so you have, you have a, presumably Kiryu Kazuma chilling in your house Mm -hmm. i'm trying to get my tricks in order yeah yeah when do we have time to play video games well we had time last night oh yeah no i I was there what what did we play (laughs) so we played the quarry um good old like couch co-op style yeah i really like how they they do so like a lot of you know early couch co-op it was never like a passing the controller kind of thing. Or, you know, if you were mm-hmm. playing a single player game, you could, you know, share, I guess. But like, for some reason, I have like the Lego games stuck in my head. But if you're trying to mm-hmm. play with two people on the same screen, it's always like constantly shifting the camera view and like sort of leaving one person behind. Yeah, yeah. As for this game does not have that problem. Because there's like, so the quarry takes place at... It's like following a bunch of camp counselors there's eight of them and you can just assign a person to each character and pass the controller around yeah that was that was the fun part of uh us playing locally last night um so th- this is the game in the style of like until dawn and the dark anthology uh trilogy um almost a quad quadrilogy well, it will be soon, right? There's that other one coming soon. Yeah, November something, The Devil and Me comes out. Yeah, yeah. The Quarry, though. How, how did you feel about that one? Man, I... So, like, we were all really big on Until Dawn, especially because that was, like, our... That was the roommate times of our lives where I think everyone was just, like... You know, we all lived really close to each other. Mm-hmm. And that game was like the perfect fall kind of winter super scary game but when it came out sharing was kind of weird where we sort of just had an honor system like all right i'll play the action hero and you can be hayden patineer yeah but this game just like has it solved and you can do that online too wait you can yeah and i think with like all of the uh at least the dark anthology ones so there's a they're all by supermassive games, but there's like a difference where until mm-hmm. dawn and the quarry is like a spiritual successor kind of thing. And then the dark anthology follows well, I think it's the man of Madon, which is like a ghost ship horror game house of Ash, uh, which I know nothing about. 
Little Hope, yeah. which is like a Silent Hill looking thing. Mm-hmm. And then the final one, which we're doing like seasons for. This one's a bunch of like, a, it's like a documentary crew. Yeah. And they're getting called to investigate the murder house of H.H. H. Holmes. Which happened in real life, right? Yeah. And he has like yeah. the, the craziest mousetrap ass house. Uh, like um like a macaulay Culkin, yeah uh, like <laughs> paint like bucket Rube on a Go- string rube goldberg lives here it, it's 100 yeah good? yeah okay. the rube goldberg machine it takes like it adds 2000 extra steps to like crack an egg yeah <laughs> yeah uh, um but the the quarry is is awesome the, out of all of those games i named and already forgot the names of now uh i only played man of madon obviously until dawn is that game was like perfect i love that Mm -hmm. but man of madon was kind of lackluster and you know these dark anthology ones are a lot shorter but the quarry is a full like nine hour game we started around 1 p.m yesterday i think we finished up at like 10 maybe yeah we just like powered through it yeah it could have been longer. Um, yeah, I think it actually, like, it literally could have been longer it if we had literally made could decisions. have been. <laughs> I heard that there's 12 chapters, and I think we made it to 10. Yeah, our, our game was cut short at 10. Um, your your yeah. choices may lead you to have less characters than you started with. Yeah, let's rip this Band-Aid off, I feel. Okay. <laughs> over, overall... I had a really fun time. I, I think these games are, uh, you can, I don't take them like too seriously. Like they're really campy and like this time it's like literally set in camp <laughs> and like the, the writing's cheesy. There's like good laughs. It's like a good, like eighties horror flick, but it's um, like watching scream with the boys. It's a lot like watching scream with the boys, but I feel like it's, it was really easy for characters to just like die too quick. I don't know. Yeah, some of them were a little silly. And I guess the problem is we definitely had enough people. We had like a person. So it started out, there were just four of us. So each of us took two characters. And then as more friends showed up, we gave them, you know, we we auctioned off characters. Um, I think you ended up with two for the the longest time, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Some of the decisions like, it's like, oh, do I open this? door and like yeah dude that's just something about to rip your face off but yeah it's almost like it it wasn't totally fair (laughs) if that makes sense no i and and like i know the premise of these games is like yeah like anything can happen at any time but like and this will be spoiler free even though like anybody listening to this would get their own story yeah Um, I think a character died because I chose to hide instead of run. Like it, it felt so random. Yeah, and you wouldn't you wouldn't know hide is the the wrong answer even. Yeah. But I guess so I think that's really only a downside when you're playing couch co-op. Mhm. Cuz now somebody has actually just lost their character. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean as long as they're like into it, like into the game and the, the plot that's still going on, you know, you have someone that's now uh, just an observer of everything else that goes on. 
Yeah, um, that's if true. You're by your, yeah, if you're by yourself, like I would chalk it up to, okay, this is a weird run. I will do it a different way next time. Mm-hmm. You know, no harm, no foul. You still get to play everyone else. Yeah. I guess I'm just salty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so your situation was a little different because yeah. you're both of your characters were together in this moment i think so i'm i'm pretty sure it was both of the characters you were playing so this choice kind of got them both rocked Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i'm just salty (laughs) because like like i think if we got a different ending i would have been a lot happier like i came out of it yeah so just like ah it didn't like land at the end. I like I did. I don't have a good impression of it anymore. Yeah, because our our ending felt like they probably could have just slapped a game over screen on yeah. on it and been like, "Yep, you did it." Like there was nothing satisfying about the ending we got. And yeah, so, so like, really, Natalie um, has for the listeners that's my wife i feel like i probably said that before but yeah you know she's kind of really gotten me into horror and stuff and you know she's kind of the one that drives this we need to play all these games kind mm-hmm. of agenda here but she's so bad at quick time events <laughs> that like it's almost charming at this point and yeah <laughs> and it's my favorite like a thing about it though because you know, every time I think back to Man of Madon, like it, we also got a pretty bad ending in that one too. But like mm-hmm. the most memorable stuff is like she always gets stuck with like the most action-heavy sequences, and like she's running from a ghost and miss misses every single quick time event, and yeah. like kicks off this whole chain reaction of bad things. But I'll always remember that as like a really good time in the game. But, yeah, I don't have a good uh, memory of the actual story of it. And that did happen last night again. And which it, it, <laughs> history had repeated itself. And when it wasn't me, it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was good. Um, but when it, was, yeah. when it was you, did you feel like you let us all down? Kind of. <laughs> I kind of did. Well, because it felt like more of like a coin flip. It like I kind of wish that like if I if it landed tails, right? Like, and yeah, I feel like if if I got the coin flip wrong, maybe then like give me some quick time events, like allow me to like truly fuck up. Uh, I almost so I was trying to like pay attention, but I couldn't tell if you actually like did the quick time event right. It wasn't a quick time event. You had like a little action sequence there. Oh uh, yeah, no, that's the other the other character I lost was um at like during a time I had to shoot something. Mm-hmm. Um which also didn't feel good. <laughs> but that's <laughs> yeah, all right, that's all right. Yeah, you're you're aiming with a, f- a flashlight and that's like dude, that lights up a whole room. Yeah. You don't know what you're aiming at. Um we'll have to play that new one though. Yeah, I think I kind of want to do a, a very similar thing, and and these ones are a lot shorter, but oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. All the and they're they're cheaper too, right? So like the dark anthology is supposed to be like a ongoing, uh, like a season, and then like this this new one coming out as a season finale. Yeah, but yeah, until dawn and the quarry are 
significantly longer and have way more like possible endings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite character in the quarry? Whoa. Um, so I, I think my favorite character was actually, it was Ryan for uh, most of the time, which is justice, justice Smith from detective Pikachu and probably other yep. things, but yeah, this yeah. game is mocap. So everyone just looks like they're actors, but I ended up really liking uh, Dylan right yeah there there was such like a switch i feel like he came around Mm -hmm. like especially like some choices he was like even funnier after and it's like Mm -hmm. all right this guy's not too bad yeah i feel that i lost one of my characters like we got you know more guests showed up so i was like all right i will auction off this character and like i had to i think at this point maybe we were either putting Rowan to bed or I was doing battle with his outfits or something but like I, I go and do that and I come back and my character's dead I'm like no <laughs> what happened yeah. I don't I don't yeah. really know what happened either like I know what happened I just don't get why yeah yeah but I guess that's the fun in it yeah and I we're gonna we're gonna try and play it again um, really yeah I, w- I want to do at least a little better I would like to see just somebody make it to whatever chapter 12. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you'll see all the big twists and turns. If you do the same blunder we did and get only 10 chapters out of this game. Yeah. But Hey, I'll, I'll do it again. I think it was worth, worth the dollars. Yeah. It was fun. Cool. Um, should we, what else have you been playing? Uh, for games? Um, poof. let's, uh, let's touch on what you've been playing. I feel like quarry. We, we both hit that one. Yeah. Um, so I, I should say James, the horror person, me, <laughs> not so much. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I kind of like a spooky energy sometimes, but less so just like straight horror. So I decided to check out Yume Nikki, which is like an RPG maker game, uh, by this guy who goes by kikiyama and this thing came out in like 2004 so it's like pretty pretty old and like okay so the premise of it there's like a parallel between like a tumblr post i saw recently <laughs> someone said um we should give david lynch rpg maker and just see what happens oh my i feel God. like that <laughs> i don't know if they were like referencing you Neki, but i'm pretty sure that's like exactly what this is yeah so i i did download it um and and just kind of dabbled in it and i get exactly what you're saying with the the david lynch bit there not to just call like you know weird things lynchian but like this feels Mm -hmm. very much like the the black lodge like (laughs) um yeah i was like inspired by that i don't know if it was but i would like to watch a lore video on this game if that exists i had like (laughs) trouble kind of figuring out where to go which maybe i was not experiencing right it right yeah so like sorry there's like drunk people outside oh hell yeah oh it's it's the mischief yeah no it's mischief night should i like get them over see what they think about you may nikki yeah see what they're well first find out what the what the prank is yeah they're probably tp'ing my apartment now (laughs) okay i think they've walked by nice um so you may Nikki. Uh, oh yeah. So 
you're this girl who, um, so you kind of just like wake up in a room, right? And you try to go out the door and she says no. (laughs) (laughs) So so like the way to progress is like you just go to bed and then you wake up and you can open the door in this dream world. And then there's like more doors to open. And each one of them has like their own like uh, atmosphere and tone. But it's not clear. Like there's no... I've heard it referred to as like one of the first walking simulators because like back in 2004 that wasn't really a term but in this game you sort of do actually just walk around these worlds and just interact with these characters but I think to what you were saying earlier you found a hard time like navigating places yes so once you leave the room you kind you find yourself in like a room of doors is is am I remembering that correctly yeah totally okay I probably should have went into more than one door, but I couldn't figure out how to get out of the door I went into. It was like an yeah. endless forest. There was these neon ghosts all over, and like mm-hmm. the background was shifting with this this big big face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't tell if if it was chasing me or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was my first uh, experience too, walking in that door, and like I thought I had to run from it, but it. Nothing then I can harm it. you in this game. Oh, wow. I wish I knew that. Yeah, yeah. You don't really have to be afraid of anything. Um, I mean, it's still pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely booked it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there is a there's um some button you can press where you pinch yourself and wake up, and then you just, you know, start over. Oh. But each of those doors just leads to, like, a different, really strange place um, with, like just like a dreadful atmosphere like I, I you don't get like uh jump scared in this game but like kind of just like you just like feel it in your chest a little bit i don't know if it's like the sound design mm-hmm. um because there's a lot of heavy lifting there i think the m- music is really good in this game but uh yeah there's just it's just like a dread more than anything else and that's a really cool thing to capture in rpg maker because i've it's like a, I'd say like maybe Game Boy Color is the extent of RPG Maker, possibly NES, yeah. but like being able to capture like moods and stuff with such limited graphics and like sounds offered you, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was free. <laughs> no, that was a huge driving point to me installing it. Yeah. <laughs> more of like a why not thing it's halloween yeah it's um, it's free on steam so is there i guess for example that forest i was stuck in was i just supposed to keep walking or did i have to wake myself up yeah there was probably like something you can interact with in that world i'm not too sure to be honest um but you get like effects is what i think the community refers to them as um that sort of just like change what your character does or appears like I found some character uh that gave me effects where it puts like a lamp post on my head um <laughs> does that add light yeah mm-hmm. and I, okay I, and there's probably like some way that can get me to a different place um but I, it is kind of hard to know exactly where to go I ended up looking up a guide and um well I mean that's that's cheating I'm kidding. I love guides. 
Yeah, big fans of guides here. <laughs> big fans of guides. We're we're too old to get stuck in games. Just look it up. Yeah, I don't have time, really. I I like whatever the game's putting down though. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get through it. Is it did you like uh kind of get through the whole thing or is there like is it not really that type of game? Is it sort of like each of those rooms is a different experience? Or are they all yeah. weird forests with a big face chasing you? Yeah, no, they're all their own experience. One of them's like like a bunch of like puddles and like reflections of like a really creepy sky in but like a oh. completely black background. Maybe maybe just like open up the door to each of them and then call it quits. Okay, if I need to find out what the pinch button is then. I just couldn't figure out how to get out of the door. Yeah, or get back yeah. out of the room, I guess. I think at the beginning they explained it to you. Damn um, it. But that's like <laughs> the only thing they explained to you. Because um, otherwise, you can't talk to anyone in this game. There's no like, uh, I don't think there's like a menu really to open up and learn from yeah it's more so just like checking out these weird environments um huh so i wonder what this so this has been ported in like a a mildly more 3d version to uh, i I feel like there's a version on the switch right possibly yeah possibly steam but that was met with some like pretty harsh criticism it looked like yeah i did not play that yeah i wonder Um, what what they beefed compared to what the first one was putting down i i just think if you don't get the environment right then you kind of fail it um i I mean i clearly haven't played it though so i'm not too sure we'll do some research yeah i I was more so interested (laughs) a couple youtube videos (laughs) yeah absolutely i I was just interested in this thing as like a, a precursor to like you know other walking simulators um this thing like very clearly influenced omori to the point where like i was wondering if certain things were like references without like going into too much detail yeah there, there's a lot of parallels and some of it feels like o- omori definitely did things differently from yume Nikki, but um some like very clear parallels maybe it's just like a uh, shout outs which one's scarier? Um, definitely Omori, I would say. Okay. And is that supposed yeah. is that one of the So I, I'm very early in Omori, in Omori right now. Yeah. But is the scary supposed to be kind of like something you don't know? Like you, you go in blind and then you realize the game is scary? Yeah. Or is it am I losing something knowing the game is scary already? <laughs> No, you should know up front that it's scary. And I feel like there might be like a content warning when it starts. Um, similar yeah. to like Doki Doki, Doki, Doki. Litter. <laughs> yeah, like if that game didn't say up front, hey, this is a horror game, mm-hmm. that would like really, that would be really shitty actually. Um, yeah. But yeah. I guess akin to, yeah, Doki Doki's is funny because you have like bright pink Comic Sans font that's like, hey hope you have fun uh there's self-harm in this game and you go what yeah <laughs> and then you're uh yeah and it does not feel like that's the game at all but yeah oh, goodness it's weird because the game looks really like nice omori right at least where i'm still at like we did uh sorry if this is kind of uh switching away from yume nikki 
No, dude, I love Amori. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but like, we just did hide and seek, and it's again very, very early. But like, some of the people on the playgrounds just are very unsettling. Yeah. Well, I I feel like um, the thing that Omori does really well, I think, is contrast the scary moments with like the Dream World stuff, um, mm-hmm. where it is more. Uh, it's like lighter it's sillier like you're you're with your friends and stuff but then when things go left like <laughs> it like really goes left and, and i guess that's like um similar to doki doki you're kind of used to um like a lighter game and then when it's scary it's like really scary because of that yeah well we'll still need to do a, a deep dive omari episode omori yeah damn yeah um if you're still feeling like a spooky game after this try to like oh give them more like 30 minutes an extra half an extra hour maybe yeah i ride spooky season out until christmas okay cool and then even after christmas spooky season really lasts until like uh maybe june Mm -hmm. really the summer i just don't get too spooky yeah i feel that um cool would you want to take a quick break, actually? Yeah, let's take a little, a little break. Sweet. We'll be right back. For some mischief. Trick or treat? Um, treat. All right, let me just, I guess I'll send you an email or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's our late night energy holding up (laughs) i don't know i can't tell if this is better than being just like super jazzed up and anxious on coffee but like getting a little sleepy as the night goes on yeah i kind of feel like morning is the way to go morning's good i also have like all the lights off in my office to try and set the spooky mood Mm mm-hmm but my That's computer my computer is so damn bright. Yeah. Like yeah. my eyes are on fire. I literally do not know how to turn down the brightness. Do you want to start our uh, our game show? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a game show. Yeah. It's um just like a top, you know, if you ever seen like uh watch Mojo. Bro, we need to start doing this podcast in the mornings what this is i mean this is the first time we haven't done this podcast in the morning (laughs) i know and like i have such like a sleepy hazy energy to me all right let's let's jump into we're gonna be ranking the top five ghouls from video games of all time ghouls and gamers um because we forgot about you and now we're back remembering you and we got a list. Yeah, so you want to alternate from five down to one? Yeah, that sounds good. Do I have to elaborate on each one? I think you just, like, got to go with it. Yeah, you can explain yourself if you want. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to, so let me lead off here with my number five. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Dry Bones from the Mario series. Okay. That's a Pretty skeleton. Spooky. You can't do any scarier than that. Like, and so you know that the rest of this list is just going to be like, your skin is going to crawl and you might have to 
maybe mute the podcast for a little bit because we're starting off with a skeleton. Yeah, it's only going to get scarier from here. My number five? Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Orphan of Koss from Bloodborne. Oh, isn't his like, a- isn't his, his peepus out? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot his peepus is out. No, he's just like a fucked up little guy. And um, he uses his, uh, his like umbilical cord as a weapon. Yeah, and his his peepus is out. His yeah, peepus he, is out. Oh, ew, ew, ew. No, he's hitting you with the... um. Oh, yuck, yuck, yuck. He's a, he's a nasty afterbirth monster. He's yeah. hitting you with mm-hmm. the stuff. Oh, he's... Yeah, he's very scary. And, James, it only gets scarier from here. Oh, my God. I'm still, like, you know, kind of sh- shooken. I'm shook thinking about Drybone's yeah. little bones clackling as he reanimates. <laughs> and now you put the I... Orphan of Koss in my head? Yeah. Well, let's just, like, dive straight into it. What's your number four? Zipper from Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, hold on. I'm going to Google that, but please continue. Okay, Zipper is the mascot of Animal Crossing's Easter Mm -hmm. event. He's the most hated character in all of Animal Crossing because the Easter event is terrible. It single-handedly, like, killed an entire month of Animal Crossing for everybody that loved it because of this stupid rabbit wanting everybody's eggs. But the Like, maybe the... Yeah. Sorry. Like, no, maybe no, 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 the no. most important month of Animal Crossing. Yeah. Is, like, keeping it... Keeping you playing for a second month. Like, you can do... That first month is, you know, balls to the walls. I'm collecting bells. I'm building. I'm making neighbors. Chilling mm-hmm. with my friends. But then Zipper shows up. And he just... Oh, man. He really messed everything up. Because I'm trying to, like, get... Sp- <laughs> like special fish and stuff and i'm fishing up eggs yeah he polluted the town but the scariest thing about him is the fact that there's a zipper on the back of him who's and like in the bunny costume (laughs) okay actually i remember if you get like far enough away from him he Uh stops dancing and stares menacing and just has like a thousand yards there <laughs> he goes absolutely dead and just stares directly at uh the player like yeah <laughs> his eyes lock with your human outside of the game eyes his name is zipper t bunny yeah so i think one somebody's in the suit but there's just something so inherently horrifying about really like easter bunny costumes and Maybe some like mascot costumes where like you can yeah. kind of look through the mouth and see the human eyes staring at you of someone <laughs> trapped inside the sweaty suit. Let me out, please. Yeah, let me out. But uh, no, he won't be let out. And I probably won't ever play Animal Crossing in the month of April ever again. Yeah, never, never in my life. Yep. So try and top that. Um. I have the little guy from Katamari Damacy, like the playable character, the prince. Um, okay. <laughs> he kind of just like, could, all right, could you just like imagine being a person in that town? And like, tell me that's not the most <laughs> horrifying thing you've ever heard of. 
Okay, wow, you shifted the context so well. That is so scary. It's got to yeah. almost be like uh, Attack on Titan-esque where, you know, you just see him like rolling up little like pieces of trash in the in the street and you're like, oh, he's picking up litter. That's nice of him. And then mm-hmm. like the second time he does a lap, you see like someone's dog is stuck in it and you go, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then suddenly it's the size of your house. You change the key of that song to like minor or like if you perfectly translated it on the spot. Um, all right. So let me, let me, um, fuck this up even more. Sure. So imagine we've been thinking about the catamaran from the perspective of being in that town. Mm hmm. So imagine he's like rolling up in Tokyo or whatever. Yeah. But you live in, um, you live in Le- Lebanon and like you're seeing a continent. Well, spoilers for Katamari Damacy at the end when you're just rolling up countries and continents and stuff. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Like watching your local weatherman go or weather person say, Hey, Here's the weather in Tokyo today. And then he goes to the map and he goes, uh, n- where, where's Tokyo? Because I assume they're reading leather on, weather on a live map. Yeah. So the weather person will reveal that the continent is gone. Yeah. And then you see when you look outside your window, the big ball is rolling towards your house. Yeah. And King of the Cosmos is in the sky as well. It's scary. It's a scary game. It should be rated like M, but I don't M know. for very scary. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yikes. Um, hit me with your number three. Well, we're going to take it down a notch. I'm going to say Lydia from Skyrim. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google all these characters. Lydia from Skyrim. <laughs> okay, so when you become the Thane of Whiterun in Skyrim, you're, uh, you're gifted a a support character to basically help you fight and you know make sure i think she even like takes care of uh your your keep or whatever house they gift you in white run however for the longest time they're constantly following you and the ai Mm -hmm. in skyrim is just like horrifically terrible where i'll be walking through like a oh not not the the thalmor but there's those like eyeless elves underground you remember those guys yeah yeah Yeah, totally well like you'll be walking through and just like kick a bucket because also there's always metal buckets in skyrim so you kick a bucket there's a noise you go what the heck was that you turn around and lydia is booking it down the hallway at you and you go oh my god (laughs) lydia i haven't seen you in three days and now you're chasing me lydia just just appears and just like the nature of um the uncanny like skyrim oh um, I, dude i've seen her pop up like through the floor like t-pose through the floor to respawn behind me yeah that's like the most terrifying thing that can happen um i it probably happens with the other followers but her being the, the first is the one that basically turned into like a, a weeping angel style you know, whenever you're you're not looking at her, she's moving at Mach 10 to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> to help you, of course. Or to hurt you. 
I did piss her off before and she did hunt me. And I would okay. lose her for days at a time. And there she would be in a cave swinging at me. Shout out to Lydia. Yeah. Rip Lydia. In my game, at least. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number three? I'm at number three. I think so. Yeah. Number three, I have Todd Howard. Whoa. And I don't I don't think I need to... Speaking of Skyrim. I don't think I need to go into any further. Okay, cool. Uh, do you want my number two? Yeah, what's your number two? Uh, the, the butler from the original Tomb Raider games. Okay. It's kind of a real one. So when you're in uh, Lara Croft's house, there's a butler who... Mm-hmm. His AI, similar to Lydia, he's just kind of always approaching you or walking through the house because he's there to help but he has like a glass in his hand that's always like crinkling these ice cubes around he's just kind of you know shaking his ice cubes Mm -hmm. around but you can hear that throughout the house and it will get louder as he's approaching oh jesus it's like before you see him you hear the cubes now you can actually lock him in the house's freezer well you can have his ai follow you into the freezer get out close the door butler's gone but you'll still hear that that tingling of the cubes oh my god i was gonna say like at least he's like um you know when you put like a bell on a on like a cat or like a cat boy to just to know where they are Mm -hmm. um you're sort of like alerted of their presence yeah um you're alerted through the cube the cube of ice he swirls around his fine crystal glass yeah until he's locked but, in the uh, freezer forevermore sounds terrifying yep hate it that's the original tomb raider that's the original tomb raider dog ps1 i think i okay. i think i burped i'm sorry that doesn't happen in in the during the day it happens at nighttime though the, I'm the butler all the, burps the butler's living <laughs> living in me <laughs> yeah yeah it's my number two though but yeah check out a uh, tomb raider on the ps1 cool um okay so i'm at number two yes so this would be your number two my number two is the um the pokemon licky licky ew do you know licky licky <laughs> <laughs> y- yeah i guess that's the evolution of lickitung right yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it actually an evolution? Yeah. In Gen 4, they decided that Lickitung needs an evolution. And they decided to name it Licky Licky. Um, can I can I read you a passage from the uh, Pokedex on this thing? Oh, these are the best. Its saliva contains a numbing solvent that can decompose anything. And it what? wraps its long tongue around things. Like its prey to coat them in its sticky saliva. It has space in its throat to store saliva, and it can also roll up its tongue to store it there. Um, it's prey? Yeah, which we assume is other Pokemon, right? I don't even know if they have, All like, right. a dog. Oh, James, this is this is the thing that fucks me up. It uses its tongue with more skill than it would its hands and feet. And the current <laughs> record of its stretch, ex- <laughs> uh, the 
a current record of its stretch length exceeds uh, 82 feet. <laughs> oh my god. It, its tongue can also function with the same dexterity as a human hand. Ew, so it can, like, use a quill? <laughs> yeah. It could write its own name. Oh, God. I, I, how does, is it spelled, like, oh, I, I see it. Licky, licky, one word. Yeah. I googled <laughs> licky space licky. It's actually a song um, from 1998 from someone named Crispy. Thank God, because if that song didn't exist, I think it would get a different yeah, we uh, get something. Google result. Or a, a video recommendation that says, Funny defendant whispers licky licky, confuses everyone. <laughs> um, You'll have to ship me that link after the No. So, recording. no, th- does this thing, is this a standalone Pokemon? What do you mean? It, I don't think it's an evolution of Lickitung. No, doesn't it evolve from Lickitung? All right, you got me going to Bulbapedia. Dude, I'm on Bulbapedia. It I... evolves from Lickitung when leveled up while knowing rollout. Ah, oh, oh. dude, I just you made me look at Licky Licky again. <laughs> this thing <laughs> sucks. It has like a bib. Ew, it's like a big baby. It's it's a nasty big baby. Ugh. Hey, do you remember that game in Pokemon Stadium where you play as the the Lickitungs and there's like uh, a rotating sushi tray around you and you have to eat as much as possible? Yeah, that thing rolled. Yeah, dude. Oh, wow. That's going to be on the, the Switch classic thing soon. Switch N64 online. Yeah, I'm legitimately excited. For yeah, that. that's going to be good. We should do like a, a long stream of that game. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically the Lickitung panic so we can um <laughs> measure the tongue length let's play that game for like six hours that'd be so funny yeah let's do let's it, do it. Let's, um, uh is that you're not gonna tell me more about licky licky are you that's sadly all that i have so no no that's for the best hit me with your number one okay my number one is the red ring of death on the xbox 360 oh shit yeah, they actually Phil Spencer confirmed that it's a pol- it was a poltergeist, and they all had it. Mm-hmm. They shipped a demon out to everyone's house, but they found out it was a poltergeist and not actually a demon. This would make a pretty fun horror movie, I feel. Yeah, this it, that is actually kind of the premise to Halloween Three. Um, yeah, Michael Mike Myers. Uh, you know, the, the serial killer, Austin Powers, he's not actually yeah. in Halloween 3. Okay. It's, but the um, Xbox is? The Xbox is, but in the same light of that, a company created these these Halloween masks, and all the kids were like, yes, these are awesome. But every single mask was haunted and took control of the, the kids and made them do murders, much like the Red Ring of Death, how it made mm-hmm. everyone wrap their Xbox in exactly two <laughs> towels and overheat it until it worked you are you just like transported me back to like 2009 <laughs> i'm or now you in could, 2009 um, yeah you could also uh you could stun the demon by ripping out the foam heat sinks and mm-hmm. wrapping pennies in electrical tape and sticking those in there instead why did that work well, that would work because the copper was just, uh, I guess, more a better conductor of heat than literal, like, 
band-aid foam pads okay okay so it kept it a little cooler until the demon came back and you had to appease it by wrapping it in towels until it overheated and worked i thought it was like a peanut butter and toothpaste like myth like that's not a myth that's not a myth either that's not a myth that absolutely works damn okay I have, I have a lot to learn in life. That one was caused by scratches, though, not not a poltergeist. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, I think that was the scariest one, though. Did you get the Red Ring of Death? Yeah. Well, I actually Damn. I bought an Xbox for, like, ten bucks because it had the <laughs> Ring of Death. So, yeah, just take it. So I, I swapped out the heat sinks with... Electric, <laughs> electrical tape wrapped pennies and then i yeah. overheated it in a towel and that cleared the red ring of death and then it worked for a long time and then i got wow. the the slim nice did you did you get it no i never got the red ring of death but it sounds terrifying yeah it was mostly on the white xbox it wasn't because they made like the the black one with more storage and stuff and that one seemed to seem to be okay i think i had that one yeah they they figured uh we can't keep selling poltergeist yeah <laughs> all right all right we, i'm ready for it you ready for this number mm-hmm. one um just like don't be scared when i say this out loud um cruel cumber from dragon quest i spit all over my <laughs> mic um, um, I don't have any notes about him. I just think, uh, like, he's cruel. He's like a cruel cucumber, and I think that's kind of scary. Yeah, it was kind of a... You think it was a precursor to... Um, I don't even know if I can say it's the straight face. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, fuck. Oh, man, there was this one show. This guy, he turns himself into a pickle. I think he calls himself Pickle Rick. Oh... Yeah, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But I believe yeah. the cruel cucumber is uh, a direct uh, reference there. Yeah. Designed yeah, by they... Akira Kira Toriyama. Akira Toriyama must watch Rick and Morty. I think that's what happened. But that's really the only way I can buffer how scary that being is. Yeah, yeah. I don't have I mean... any like notes about him. I just kind of wish that... Uh... <clears throat> I just kind of wish that Cruel Cumber was like the Dragon Quest mascot instead of the slime. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, this guy is, uh, he's basically Licky Licky with a spear. <laughs> I I don't know. I like him. Here, I'm going to, um. Have you looked at the slime again? Yeah, I like the slime too. Don't get me wrong. And I should say, like, I'm not a Dragon Quest I, I want to be a Dragon Quest person, but I um, haven't invested I'm enough trying, time. I'm trying, man. Yeah, dude, I want to so badly. I, but, like, I do like Cruel Cumber. Wow. I'm I'm kind of coming around to it. I don't know if this is the scariest thing ever. No, the spear. But yeah, yeah, this is horrifying. He has a weapon and he's cruel. So I thought, like, oh, that's pretty scary. Uh, ooh. Okay. Nope. Horrifying. I found a gif. I found a gif. Of, uh, Cruel Cumber? Yeah, of how it starts the battle. Ow. 
brother, that's a JPEG. Okay, well, I thought I could copy and paste this. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's it's a Tumblr, it's a Tumblr thing. Here you go. Oh, okay. You know Tumblr? Get on Tumblr. Yeah, I'm a Tumblr guy. Um, I think it's like the anyone... third picture on there. But yeah, yeah, it's scary. Wow. Well, he Dude, I'm a fan. You. I'm I'm gonna get into Dragon Quest. Uh, do you think we can? Maybe we can weaponize this podcast against ourselves to get through a game. Just yeah. any game. <laughs> no, yeah. any any Dragon Quest game, I guess. We're yeah, both probably pretty far on 11, I guess. That's probably one to get through. Yeah. Yikes. Cool. Well, well um, tweet at us with your top five uh, goals from games. Yeah, I'd love to see anyone try and top that list. Yeah, it's um at Game Guys Advance on Twitter. Or at gmail.com if you don't want it to be up, you know, publicly reveal your list isn't as scary as ours. We can like vet it first through an email. Yeah. If it's like too scary, Oof. we can handle it. But hey, speaking of too scary. Yeah. Do you like, do you like that? That was a transition. Yeah, brother. I could have done it without saying it's a transition. Yeah, no, I'll leave it in. Nice. Well, we watched watched Barbarian on HBO Max recently. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to bring it up since we had just done a big episode on Inscription and how that's like the game you're not allowed to talk about for, you know, well, at least for like the entire time it was out. I wasn't able to talk about Inscription. So same yeah. thing with Barbarian. You just can't talk um, about that movie. You got to go in completely <laughs> blind. Uh, I can tell you the basic setup of the film is that you have uh, the one actress shows up at an Airbnb mm-hmm. and someone's already staying there. Yeah. Do you is that stay it? or do you find somewhere else to go? Can you, all right, can you give me, um, on a scale of one to 10, how scary is this? Um, I'm going to give it a a 10. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not watching this thing. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give it a 10, um, but like a good 10. Right. It's not like cheap. Yeah. So there's like a... There's a fine line I feel horror movies have to walk between, you know, conveying a really interesting and compelling story and mm-hmm. being hella scary. Yeah. This one, like, perfectly walks that tightrope. Oh, man, that's cool. And, and like, it's it's also, it's, um, yeah, it has a really cool structure where it's sort of told through, through acts. So, again, like Inscription. But yeah. yeah, it's one of those movies just much better to to go into blind. But if you know the premise of like the basic setup, if that interests you, I highly recommend watching it now that it's on uh, HBO Max. Sweet. That's all Dang. I have on it, dog. I'm gonna um. You you'll be able to you'll be able to get through it. Are you sure? I kind of want you to like tell me what happens. Are are you sh- are you sure? Yeah, yeah, cause I, 
right now I'm at a point where it sounds too scary for me to watch. Okay. It's so pretty scary. So you might scary. as well tell me about it later. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you a little later. <laughs> yeah, it, like it. I know how you felt when you couldn't talk about Inscription. You can tell mm-hmm. me about this game later. Okay, awesome. I will. Get it out of you. Um, I'll eat dwell about, on it, though, because I'm not going to tell you while we still have scary games to talk about. Yeah, you have another scary game to talk about. Oh, and I take a big sip. I've, I'm, I've become parched. Yeah, drink it. I'm going to get all the noises in. You know what, this this is a good audio question. What um what's your mic looking right right? Like your mic, does it look like you got a you got a pop filter on it or do you just have like a fuzzy dome over the, the metal talky bit? I'll show you a picture real quick. Nice. <clears throat> I have like two pop filters on it. What? Which is maybe excessive. I think I could just do with the one. No, dude, your voice comes through so bassy and, and clean, where I feel like I have this, like, exp- I mean, my, my laugh is half the problem. Again, I think we were just talking about this. I have such, like, a, a, a snake-esque laugh that it comes through very trebly. Wow. Yeah. Um, you just sent so- me another picture of a cruel cumber, you sick bastard. <laughs> Um, I, I did sneak, uh, Eddie from Guilty Gear and he's wearing, um, a By any means necessary. <laughs> a Supreme shirt and a pair of Timberlands. Oh, um, wow. Is your mic he, blue? He, yeah. That's pretty. Thanks. But yeah, I mean, I noticed that my, um, P's and B's came in really hot. Like even with the first pop filter. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to so have to get the double, the uh. One. Yeah, I'm going to get the double filter on here. We'll see how that goes. I feel like your P's and B's aren't bad, though. But, I mean, by all means. Piss? Brownie? I, I kind of, on the spot, I kind of popped those a little more excessively than I typically would. Yeah. <laughs> I think Did I say piss and brownie? Really Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, um, it's like a Rorschach test for... <laughs> It's like an right. audio version. Give me a P and a B. A P and a B? Yeah. Um, just say the pen- first two P and B words. Mm-hmm. Pencil and brown. All right. I think you're. St- I would say you've passed the Rorschach test. <laughs> <laughs> Flying colors. God. Yo, tell me about another horror game you've played. All right. So this Friday, finally, we got some DLC for Resident Evil Village. It's called The Shadows of Rose. Mm-hmm. Brother, You're this a was... big Resident Evil guy. I became a big Resident Evil head. This is another yeah. one that is, you know, because of Natalie. She really wanted to... Um, she has a friend at work that has been recommending these, but, like, specifically asking we go in order. So, mm-hmm. last... Maybe... Maybe two years ago at this point. It doesn't matter. But we started playing through every single Resident Evil um, in order. But, man, Village has been, like, by far the, the best one out of all the ones we played. We didn't yeah. beat five and six. They were hot garbage. But there's, like, a big, you know, kind of overarching plot. But specifically seven, which was Biohazard eight which is village and now the the shadow of rose dlc 
that mm-hmm. follows the Ethan Winters saga, which ties up a lot of um, kind of like loose ends that sort of lead back into things that have happened in in the first game. It's not a it's not a prequel or anything, but it like recontextualizes a lot of what made the things in the past happen. Yeah. So like very crucial if you start getting into the lore of these games. But mm-hmm. oh, this game follows Ethan's daughter Rose. Um in Village, Rose is a little baby. Yeah. And um well, it depends. If you play on PC and mod the game, usually Chris Redfield has um Rose's head. So you have like a 8-foot baby in the game. Okay. But but typically no Rose is a, a little baby and that's that's Ethan and Mia's daughter. Um, so village, you're kind of going through just trying to get your daughter back because mm-hmm. this village has obtained her through some means. Um, yeah. But now aren't you like yeah, aren't you like collecting like pieces of her? You are. Is that like a spoiler? <laughs> um, that's not really. Um, the the big kind of thing that the game throws you right into um because biohazard resident evil 7 very scary you're you're stuck in a house with just this family that's been affected by the mold it's like mm-hmm. mutamycite or something some made-up word for it but you get through that and it's a really bad time so village opens up and you're living like a family life and stuff and immediately that doesn't last and you get thrown into the village. You wake up by yourself. Daughter's gone. Wife's gone. And pretty quickly you find out that this person that everyone refers to as Mother Miranda has, you know, obtained your kid. And you're finding, like, these vials of her. It's not, like, nasty, like, you know, they turned your baby into a bunch of bits and stuff. But... yeah. They have, like, some weird Resident Evil virus technology to contain her in these, like, different bits. If you put them all together, you get your kid back. It's fine. She's okay. (laughs) No babies were harmed in the making of this game. (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, But, yeah, so in the the DLC now, she's all grown up, and she finds out that, because she's basically a child that's been born with the mold at this point. Um. Mm -hmm. Here's the big spoiler, I guess. You know, all through the games, Ethan, he'll lose a hand. He holds it up to his arm and just, like, pours some Mountain Dew on it. And it'll reattach a limb. And his whole vibe is like, ouchies, my hand. And, like, just puts it back on. (laughs) So, I I watched a playthrough of Resident Evil Village, um, Mm -hmm. which I thought looked really cool. Wait, you, like, the whole thing? Um, actually, maybe most of it. Okay. It's not um, very long. But I did get to see a part where Ethan lost his hand and then, like you said, poured the Mountain Dew on it to yeah. reconnect it. The Baja with Blast. With none of the, with none of the context of Resident Evil 7. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I thought that was just kind of like camp, but I, I clearly there's a reason why. Yeah, it's, that. it's kind of lore based you know he's kind of has this in him and the you know that sort of leads into the whole reason that this 
this ambiguous mother Miranda figure wanted Rose in the first place. She's basically a daughter that was, you know, the, the product of someone who was infected by this mold stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you have like this, this perfect little infant that might be helpful to this weird, uh, cultist lady who's up to no good. Yeah. So she is an adult now and it learns that there might be a way to cure the virus. So, because she kind of just wants to be normal, um, you learn yeah. through different context clues that she uh, is basically being raised by Chris Redfield. He's the boulder punching man from the earlier games. Yeah, totally. Um, but also, kind of like grown up getting bullied in school. Her hands apparently like randomly glow and drip white when her like powers start popping off. Mm-hmm. So people just were like, "Ew, you're gross." Yeah. So she wants to get her powers, like, removed. She learns that she can actually... She has, like, a jar of the mold that someone obtained for her. And she's able to reach out. And you kind of learn that this mold is connected to every single person that has been infected by it. And you can sort of jump through, like, Inception style. Through every single person's memories that are connected to it. Hmm. So she starts like dream drop distancing through the various stages of Resident Evil Village. Yeah. Um and it it's fantastic. The castle there's no lady Lady D's not in there. There's no tall vampire. Mm-hmm. But like you do the castle bit, which there's like clones of you all over this castle just being like ripped apart and stuck in these awful traps and it's implied that like other roses have been trying to go through the same thing through the layers of this mold right yeah yeah but none of that matters the castle's great you do whatever collect a couple of things to unlock a door and then get through a fight whatever but the halfway point of this game you have to go back to house benny viento which <laughs> you would would is referred to as the dollhouse from Resident Evil Village. Yeah. Which, how how much do you want me to talk about that? I mean, I'm cool with it. Just uh, yeah, I hit, guess hit us hit us with the big spoiler if need be. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say I think it's cool that um, it kind of feels like Capcom like monitored the reaction to Resident Evil Village, which mm-hmm. I feel like the. The, like, big moment of that game was uh, the dollhouse. 100%. Yeah, and to, like, lean back into it, I think is kind of cool. Yeah, and there's something really cool they do about how they've been structuring games, which, by the way, Capcom has just been crushing everything they've been touching lately. Yeah, Like, totally. they, are, they are in full swing with all this this good stuff they're doing. Yeah. But specifically in the dollhouse, they when you get there, all your weapons are missing. So there's no combat you can physically do. Mm-hmm. But that in no mean way means that you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> Which is In fact, the opposite maybe. <laughs> yeah, quite the opposite. You're quite unsafe. Yeah. Um in in the first in village. You know, you're trying, you have this mannequin on the table 
and you're sort of trying to, you know, piece it together and like unlock different parts of it to get more clues about the room. Um, at one point, a big monster chases you through the halls and it's the scariest thing ever. Yeah. In this game, there's just little like uh, dioramas set up throughout the house and you're collecting these scary little dolls and you have to set them up on each of the dioramas in a certain way to unlock a key or whatever. Each mm-hmm. one of those is like a sad memory Rose has. Like, people dumping stuff on her at a birthday party. So, like, whatever's messing with you is just taunting you through these little doll puzzles. Right. But while you're doing this, the mannequin from Village, you'll just, like, turn in the hallway, and you see it standing just, like, staring into the corner. Like, it's just stood up in a different spot all throughout the house. Is it still... It's still, it's not moving. The mannequin's just like popping up in places. Because I feel like video games have been doing that from the beginning of time. (laughs) Just like placing a mannequin in a room for the jump scare. But I mean, it's so scary. I think it's cool that they're like doing that trope here. Mm -hmm. And in this one, like, because it's kind of leading up to it. And then eventually a voice through the house tells you like, you know, after you solve a bunch of stuff, it just says, don't let mother catch you. And you go, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. And yeah. as you're, you know, you know the room you have to get into because obviously the elevator doesn't freaking work. So you have to go back through the house to find the breaker. Mm-hmm. Now you get into the room and the mannequin is in there. But you do see on a bulletin board all it says is don't look away so I, okay. I walk into the room and i see the mannequin and i just i feel like what i need to do is like stare at it and kind of inch around it but mm-hmm. i was just frozen it was so scary that i made natalie look at the tv and i was like all right natalie i'm gonna look away <laughs> <laughs> so i turn away from the mannequin and immediately you just hear like it's stepping across the room yeah and it's right there so every time you look away it's just creeping after you and the way it moves is so scary they animate like every single joint of this mannequin Mm -hmm. so uh, you're going through and stuff you finally make it down there basically walking backwards through the house and every time you turn a corner you hear that that stomp 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 and it's getting closer yeah but at one point, there's four mannequins. <laughs> it's and, so and bad. You still have to like look at um, certain mannequins to like avoid. Yeah, them yeah. Moving. You want to try and get them all in your sight, but you'll be turning a corner, and now you have one behind you. So you need to like try and look at it. You hear the other ones coming up behind you. You look at them to stop them, and eventually you can. I managed to get it so like they were all in the same kind of frame and yeah. I was able to get myself out of there. Hold up. Is this like um booze from Mario? Is that how booze work in Mario? Yeah, when you look at them they stop and then when you like go right, they follow you. Yeah, I guess it's Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like that. But since it's okay. like a Hell yeah. you know how the camera works in the game. Um it's you can't see that it's chasing you you just hear that it's chasing you and you're not looking 
Right. You Yeah, you, like, literally can't see it unless you catch it, I guess. Yeah. Which I guess, you know, even, like, uh, for my Doctor Who fans out there, it's a lot like the Weeping Angel. Okay. Which is, again, if... As long as you're looking at an angel that can't move. But the second right, right. you even blink, though, they'll shift forward. Damn. And then I'm they'll get, have to watch. And then they'll get you. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch um, a playthrough. It sounds really... Uh, Sounds really scary. It sounds like something I couldn't do. Yeah, it would, it was hard for me, but it only took three hours and forty six minutes. Right. Yeah. So did we did it in a night. Hmm. Did you appreciate like the shorter length? Oh my god! Yeah, especially yeah. the fact that I had to go back into the house because that place makes me feel sick. It's so scary. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I hate it so much. But it's really cool. And the way it ties up, um, like, the events of Resident Evil Village, it's really nice. And there's cool stuff, too. Someone's kind of writing Rose encouraging messages through throughout the game. Like, as you're kind of, you know, usually right after scary stuff happens, like, a little golden message will be written on the wall. and be like, hey, Rose, you're doing great. Here's a... Here's a health potion. <laughs> <laughs> so Here's you're kind of trying to, herb. yeah, you're trying to figure out who that is throughout gotcha, the DLC. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Damn, it sounds really cool. Yeah, I, I really like, Re- Resident Evil has somehow, like, really made a really contained story, especially now with, like, the Resident Evil 4 remake coming out. That's the only one mm-hmm. we have not played. Wait, you haven't played Resident Evil 4? No, because I heard they were making a remake. Wow, okay. That's like the only one I've played. Oh. No, I played a little bit of 5. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, wow, that's so interesting. Because I feel like that's like the Resident Evil that most people have played. Yeah, that that is one of... um, And it, I guess it's the one that's most... That Village is most inspired by. Yeah, absolutely. They were kind of trying to... Capcom realized how many people loved 4. And they mm. were just like, well, let's capitalize that. Let's give them a big town and a castle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you know when the 4 remake drops? I think it's sometime next year. And I want to say its release has in turn pushed Street Fighter 6 back. And <laughs> I apologize. damn only one of us gets their game no it was like a weird (laughs) post where capcom confirmed like hey we have one release scheduled for q1 which is um you know resident evil 4 remake right which then like without speaking confirmed street fighter 6 is not q1 if we learned anything from like the street fighter 5 launch it's like take your time guys it's cool yeah, like we still have Street Fighter Five, and they can just put another beta out or something if like we're annoying enough. Yeah, I think the thing that Capcom is always worried about is um the Pro Tour. So oh, it's like yeah, that's because those events like don't you, really change. You want to get it out before like, I mean, way before like Combo Breaker or um, CEO or Evo. So yeah, absolutely. 
because otherwise you're kind of committing to um like capcom finals being street fighter 5 in 2023 Ooh, and no one wants to do that do you think the events will hold off is this a fighting game episode it's about to be oh yeah i actually am done <laughs> speaking about resident evil though so uh everyone play through resident evil just make sure you use a game facts for the first one because that one's a little rough around the edges yeah yeah oh remember the Did- halloween level in street fighter 5 <laughs> yeah you hear, are um, you hearing the song in your head right now no actually i remember it being really annoying yeah take me but, is that it oh like it just keeps like harmonizing up <laughs> <laughs> until it can't go up no more <laughs> until it can't until sound can't go up anymore yeah that was terrifying i got yeah, nothing spook- else spooky to talk about though yeah, I think we um, I think we exhausted it. Yeah, what are your Halloween plans? Oh man, um, I guess you don't, don't have know. If, any. Yeah, because you weren't there for Halloween last year, right? I wonder what, what your was last uh, year. Well, like I just don't know what your trick or treater situation looks like. Do you got like a trick or treating uh, heavy neighborhood? I don't know. I guess we're gonna find out tomorrow. Yeah, ours was kind of weird too because we were moving in on Halloween. Yeah, so like we just yeah. had the front door open and we we're like costume, and we'd go and give them candy and then move a couch inside. Yeah. Um. Do you normally get? Tr- I mean, do you think you'll get trick or treaters tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Our neighborhood's pretty decked out, and I think we might just like sit out on the the porch and like hang out in our costumes, and as kids show up, we'll say take two. Yes. Yeah. You know, you hit their hands a little with a stick if they take more than two. Yeah. They can take as nice. much as they want. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Oh, what man. am I gonna do? Call the cops <laughs> on Halloween? They took my candy. Isn't that the point? Yeah. Please stop calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. Uh, I think that's a that's a good message to end on, actually. Yeah. That's a wrap. That's a candy wrapper. <clears throat> that's a yeah. candy wrapper <laughs> very good yeah um, fantastic hey where can people find our show i was about to ask you that i i think you that's why i like hesitated there i feel like you usually ask me that do you want to throw it back at me <laughs> um hey james where can people find us on the internet well you can find us on twitter at game guys advance you can also find us on YouTube at Game Guys Advance. We have mm-hmm. an email address, gameguysadvance@gmail.com. Yeah, <sighs> hit us up. Is that where we're at? I think that's it. I think that's all we're at. Yeah, we're on the the yeah. We're most active on the hellscape of Twitter, but we'll, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Find me on Tumblr though at Rich Crudel. Yeah, can we make Tumblr happen, <laughs> brother? I'm trying try my hardest yeah we'll see how this goes we'll get a game guys tumblr going at some point <laughs> Alrighty. yeah hey happy halloween happy halloween bye don't let the cruel cumber get you <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>